Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. You have to be able to play both sides of the game to be successful. We can't play either. When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Claps, claps, claps. Les différents podcasts de frappe. Arsenal have been through their mile and a half of pipe like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption where you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. El podcast de golpe diferente. But Arsenal are going through their pipe, like I say. We'll be back. The Different Knock Podcast. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Welcome back to the Ben Godfrey Would You Stand On My Face 2 podcast with Alexander Moneypenny uh, and my very good friend. Bramley Apples has returned. Did he ever leave? Who knows? Lovely weather today, isn't it, Brad? Uh, any weekend plans? <laughs> it's Monday. Oh, mate, this week has gone off to a shocker. It's Monday. <coughs> and I, oh, I have to fester in this. God. <sighs> For context, we're recording this podcast about an hour after the game has finished. Um, we have to for various scheduling reasons. Welcome back to the If Not Podcast. Um, ordinarily on this podcast, uh, would you would you think it's fair to say that 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 the slightly more and and not in a bad way emotional reactions come from you in the slightly more perhaps um, reasonable sounds like it's better more more neutral reactions say come from me would you say that's fair I, 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 yeah I wouldn't say reasonable because yeah, I no, wouldn't not, think it's not yeah. reason yeah because emotional reason does but, not but yeah, yeah. yeah I think we'd, it also does just reflect our personalities you know I'm very, I'm very much the, and that's why there's a, there's a new, there's a, there's that hashtag Brad rants getting tweeted, <laughs> you know, getting tweeted in. I am definitely the more reactive of the pair of us. Yeah. And, and yeah, and maybe that's, maybe that's better. I'm less reactive and that doesn't make it right or wrong. It just, it's just the way we're, we're, our DNA is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the first to jump ship. You're the captain happy to sink until the point where the water's at, <laughs> you kind of, you're midriff and you're going, okay. Today that may change. Today, today that water is is uh, approaching eye level. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's at your nostrils. You're having to tip your head back to still breathe. Yeah, I'm fuming, mate. Um, I'm fuming. I, I do you know what? I'm I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> no, it's not, I'm not even disappointed. This is what I expect, and I am just done. I re I really am. Um, again, it feels like um. The, the 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 winning streak that we went on was very much the Emery seven game seventeen game unbeaten run. I said in an earlier podcast, I think after the Birdley game, that if our if our play style doesn't improve, um, what will start to happen is we'll stop getting these lucky moments of bundle goals across the line or phenomenal free kicks, and we'll start to lose games again. And that's exactly what started to happen. You know, if a setup takes world class moments to win you football matches, the setup is not good enough. And how many football matches this season have we won from individual brilliance rather than the setup? I cannot remember the last time I went, oh, well, that's a lovely, well-worked piece of play or team goal. And it hasn't been, oh, one of the opposition players has been out of position, a ball over the top and a brilliant finish from Martinelli, like in the Newcastle game, or Saka, dragging three men with him and beating them and then getting a brilliant ball from Tavares in the same game. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I just, I, 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 I struggle to see where we move on from here. And, you know, I joined back on the train of kind of, we are definitely in a process, but I think the risk is now we risk throwing all the good work that we've done away for, you know, someone with a, with a, What's what's the what's the win what's his career win percentage in the Premier League? Because I'm pretty sure it's worse than Unai Emery's. 
and he's been here for longer, and he spent more money. I just there's a couple of things from like we've been this season, right? We've been bullied by a newly promoted side on the opening day. Now, listen, there was obvious caveats with that. We had a lot of players out. But then we've got humiliated by Chelsea in our own backyard, you know. And this is all from a Timmons tweet. He's put it together perfectly. We took five against City, took four against Liverpool, lost to the worst United side in 50 years. And this somehow is the biggest embarrassment of the season. We had two touches in the opposition box in the first half. There's your first of many Brad rants for the day. Yeah, strap in. Um, my word of the game is deserved. Before I release um, a couple of things, uh, I'm I'm not going to call for the manager. Um, I, everything I say in terms of the 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 thing the things that I th- see improving are are still improving. Everything I say I say in terms of on this podcast about the way I see the club moving forward on and off the pitch aligning, I, I still believe. But there are certain things that unless they change, there is a ceiling on this manager's tenure. There really is. There, there's certain things that unless he changes, and I mean change soon, next couple of matches. Next match. There, are, s- serious, there are serious questions about whether this man has taken us to, to as far as he can go. Now, look, I I can't, sit here and defend the way we the way we defended and the way we played tonight you cannot tell me that a professional premier league football team should be spending 3 to 5 seconds on the ball with every possession you cannot tell me a professional premier league football team should be putting on a striker on the left wing before they put on their number 14 the guy they play 300 250, 350 grand a week, whatever it is, before they put, uh, be- you know, what well, you know what I mean, be- putting Eddie and Ketty on basically before Aubameyang. You cannot tell me a professional Premier League football team can allow a guy who has not played football for two months, yep. over two months now, to come on and play 96 minutes. It's fucking stupid. This, is, this isn't a, this, th- we aren't a serious club. We are not a serious no. club. And look, look there are, there are certain things the 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 build up is fine in other days but days like this it becomes so choreographed and so slow and slow so predictable it cancels itself out we become pointless if you're not going to commit forward there was a point in like the 86th minute where we were trying to get a goal back and party and uh, and jacker i just sat there in the midfield there was a point as a manager where if you're watching your guy who's just by the way come out on sky sports and said Oh, I'm performing at a four out of ten level. If he's putting in another four out of ten, and that's bloody kind, by the way. If he's putting in another four out of ten, take him off. Take him off. Lekonga against Newcastle uh, put in our midfielder performance of the season, and since then he's been dropped for El Nenny, and just been dropped for Xhaka, who hasn't played in two months. Months. Xhaka being one of the reasons we weren't good tonight. Lethargic on the ball. Just, and that's what Granite Xhaka is. That's why we're moving past the Granite Xhaka era. And that's why there's been some positivity in our midfield for what feels like the first time in, in, in so long. Listen, Granite Xhaka, whilst he has his merits, you, if you want to throw that, oh, he, he's got all these final third entries. It's the same ball down to Tierney that gets us nowhere half the time. And this, mate, this is, this is one of the things. This is the same thing that we've been talking about yeah. for years. And, and the, you, and say, you say yeah. we're not a serious football club, right? We've known that for at least 12 months. No manager should be able to go through the December, the, the last year that that manager went through and survive. No manager, especially one at Arsenal Football Club. And that is the biggest telling, no matter what successes they had in the summer, that is the biggest telling that there is something deeply and horribly rooted at this club. That, that we're not acting like a serious football club. We aren't. Well, look, I the, 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 I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of whether I think the manager should have been sacked last December, etc. He wasn't. I think there's reasons why. I see the reasons. I see the improvements. The point being that there are certain things that he is continuing to do that unless he changes, 
in the next few games, they, they've got to change it. And I, I want to of be course. a bit really, and really clear about those. And I want to be really clear about what they are specifically. When you see a player having a stinker, you have to change something. You have to. Last match, I, I look at that and I, and I thought, ah, it's, it's slightly in isolation. And I, and I still stick with my, my point that it's blaming the players. And I will now come back to what I said last week. If it happens consistently, we've got to look at the manager. And it's happened again this week. So what's going on? What, what systemically is not working? You've got too many men behind the ball. You've got no one who can get make it stick up front. You've got Lacazette limping around on 60 minutes, not taking him off for Aubameyang. There are certain things. Substitutions are, are, are poor. Tierney and Tavares, well, why bother? Tierney b- bought the only fucking goal of the match. Why take him off? So, so substitutions, 100%. Setup-wise, this basic 4-2-3-1 that is slow and predictable, not allowing putting players in their best positions. If we want to play a 4-3-3 with Erdegaard in that sort of right-hand half space, be my guest, that's fantastic. I think you need a bit more solidity. But you need runners, you need balance. We talked about this this morning. If you're going to have players... If you're if you're going to play a, dip, a double pivot, you need two runners. You just do. You just do. If you're going to have a single pivot, you might get away with one runner because you have a bit more creativity. You might have a bit, a bit more stuff. We play with a balance of two pivot. Hopefully, we get two creators and hopefully we get two runners. And that normally shakes out at a four two three one with a runner and a, and, a, and a winger basically. But we need some balance, and we had that today. Great. But when that's now not working, you then need to change that. It's the in game stuff that I just don't understand. We set up and I, and I look at the setup tonight and I go, look, that looks great. That is fantastic. And on the training pitch and on the, and on the, on the coaching side of things, there are things that I think of Arteta, I think, great. There are, you know, the, the, you know, buying players who can receive on the half turn, buying players with great physicality, buying players who are good with both feet. Fantastic. Great stuff. On the training ground, I'm sure it's working. But when you're in the match and that's not working, you have to change something. You have to. Otherwise, what are you there for? Yeah. And it's it's like you say, listen, some people are very, very clever and they and they can work out brilliant ideas in practice and in theory. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, and we've spent so long comparing the the rebuild that we need to go through to what Liverpool went through um, post Brendan Rodgers with Klopp. Klopp came in, they were playing attacking football from day one. They made Champions League football by season two. Uh, And we are two years into this and we still can't play football at points. We like, well, it's not even at points. It's most of the game. It's at points that we look like we can play football. That is a massive issue. And I've tweeted it and I've said it and I don't know if I've said it on the podcast yet uh, because my head is gone. My noggin is flying. (laughs) Um, If the setup takes world-class moments to win you football matches, the setup is not good enough for Arsenal Football Club. It's fine for Everton that their setup was basically going to take brilliant moments like that Damari Gray shot to win them the game because that's their level. That is not our level and it's unacceptable that we are allowing ourselves to be that level. We've conceded to four teams this season whose fans have staged walkouts this season because of how badly they're run and how badly they're performing. And it's... You sent me an article earlier and I sent you it pretty much at the same time. You know, and we talk about uh, Arteta's Arsenal have improved defensively. From this season to last season, statistically, we're worse. We're allowing more XG against us. And we're only allowing slightly more. Uh, we're only getting slightly more, uh, be- slightly better, like incrementally in the attacking phase. I don't understand why Enketi is coming on. He's just rejected a new contract. Like, where's Balogun getting these minutes? That would that would mean more. And do you know what? Whatever we think about Nicola Pepe... He was our top goal provider last season. Where is he? It looks it's, and it's this and it, it's fume. it's decisions like this that that will have the axe swung because whatever we think of Pepe and whether he's right for this club moving forward, you cannot tell me he would not offer more than Enketia. You just can't. Like it's it's it is baffling the decisions that are being made, you know, and Maitland-Niles won man of the match against Watford, hasn't played a minute since. 
Mm. Where, where mm. are they, and it, do you know what we seem to go through phases where these decisions and these weird things are cropping up all the time it's like when we when we moved Ozil out of the squad and but we weren't playing with the number 10 and then we were putting Willian at false nine that there, there always seems to be strange decisions going on and for two years work at a club it's it's really not far enough along the line and you know there is absolutely and statistically, this bears out as well. Managers tend to have more success in their second season. They've been able to implement their their philosophy more. We're we're not really seeing that. You know, we 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 got lucky with a with a with a bundled goal against Norwich, which counts for three points. We got a phenomenal free kick against Burnley. You know, that is a piece of magic that Erdegaard pulled out of the bag. In our last, you know, on our, our last win was. You know, moments of brilliance. It, this, this, you know, we 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 leveled this criticism at Ollie that he 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 thrives off of individual moments. That is exactly what we're doing. We are asking these players to do everything, and we're not playing in a way that allows them to do what they're good at. As a football team, and as a good football team in the Premier League to be successful, you have to do two things right? You have to be able to be comfortable with the ball and play around and out from the back in the modern game once you're being pressed by, by the Liverpools, by the cities and by the, um, by the better teams in the country. That was redundant tonight because they didn't start pressing until they'd scored. We were trying to play out from the back with a team that were barely pressing and we waste so much time doing that so that when we get to moments where we go to one down, We've only got 10 minutes of the game left because we've wasted 20 minutes in the first half fucking around at the back rather than moving the ball quickly and playing attacking football. They weren't coming at us. There was no reason for White and Gabrielle or Tommy Asu or Ramsdale to dilly-dally waiting for them to press because they weren't pressing in numbers. So we never got that numerical advantage after bypassing the first line of the press. We were bypassing one person and then still had to get through nine more. You have to be able to play both sides of the game to be successful. We can't play either to any sort of successful degree. Mm. And I think uh, one of my main concerns uh, and another thing that I need to sort out (laughs) pronto is the brass tacks of football. And, you know, it is basic, but it, the reason it's basic is because it's the foundation. It's the building blocks. It's the thing you forget about. If you forget your pen, pad and paper, you're not going to be very good. You're not going to be very good in your exam. You're not going to yeah. be a very good student. Like, so what? It's the basics. It's the basics because it's the, the facilitator for everything else. If you don't get your jewels right, if you don't press, um, no, no, not press. If you don't get aggressive, you if you don't, commit to your actions you will never succeed in the Premier League I'm looking at the stats here Takiyo Tomiyasu is the only player on our team who got more than two aerial duels won you know on the other side Mason Hoggett had nine nine Takiyo Tomiyasu is our most with five when we're getting out four and our passing accuracy you know like it's I'm sorry it is the Fabian it is the basics of football when Abamyang, our captain on £250,000 a week is coming on and getting and misplacing half of his passes literally 50% of his passes what what can we do then what, on what on what foundation can we build that and ultimately the, it comes a point where we've gone through the Emery signings and the Wenger signings and the Arteta signings the manager has to take the blame at the end of the day and I know this literally last episode I was saying the opposite because I felt that was a, that was a, a, um, what's the word? Uh, um, an anomaly. I felt, I felt United was an anomaly and I thought we'd see a reaction today. And I think the fact that we haven't seen a reaction today tells me so much, so much. Also, also this team selection, which we should get onto. Yeah, let's move on. But this is, this is how we've been playing pretty much all season. It's just, we're now getting punished for playing this way. You know, we've, we'll probably come out of the game with a similar XG against and maybe a similar XG for that we had for every other game that we've played in the Premier League this season. But we're now just not getting the luck. And now, whatever you... I'm going to disregard the luck of getting that red card. It should be a red card. We should not have to have a red card against a team that's taken two points in their last eight games 
to beat them. They're fucking terrible. They were playing Ben Godfrey at left back. Sorry, mate. And the we could do wants nothing. To be on the podcast again. Let's let's move on to the to the lineup. Should, should we get the flies take? Oh, to the shit. There we go. Um. Yeah. Look. Um. A, a, a starting lineup tells you a lot, and I thought this evening's one was was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Xhaka coming back, having not played a single Premier League minute since his since his injury, I think tells you a lot about the state of what Arteta... Firstly, what he thinks of Xhaka, which is a lot, and considering the limitations on his game, I, I don't understand that. I also don't think it's a it's a coincidence that this is Tierney's first start in a while with Xhaka back in the team. I think he enjoys that combination. But again, we've seen this combination time and time again. Teams understand it. They know Xhaka's got, got that one ball. Last year. Xhaka's got and that got one ball. Last year. And that will get his eighth, but it won't get his fourth, fifth. No. And... And and fine, you know, um, Aubameyang dropped, which I think was the right decision again. But the, this is the thing. Making the right decision at the beginning of the game is all well and good. If you go out there and someone's dropping a stinker or it's not working, you have to change it. And that's the problem. Um, Tavares dropped. Um, hang on, I'm just getting the getting the line up here properly. Uh, Tavares dropped. Obviously, Aubameyang dropped as well. And I looked at that Everton team and I thought, <laughs> there's something here for us. There's something here for us. And, and as I say, I thought there was... There was some balance there. I thought, you know, so the, you know, not having Saka out there last um, last match hurt us because we couldn't retain the ball in the final third. I thought we had two retainers in Saka and Lacazette and Odegaard to an extent. Obviously, Marcelli who stretches a little bit and kind of is a bit, a bit wayward. I thought there was something there. I, I, I really did. And I, and I liked the lineup. But when you when it's not working, when we are as passive as we were in that in that first period, doesn't matter if Granite Xhaka has fucking wolf blood. It doesn't matter. It yeah, really doesn't. The thing is, he doesn't have wolf blood. The guy looked the, the the guy looked tired from minute one. He was not running in the same way that he usually does, which isn't quick anyway. He looked slow and lethargic, and then even by forty five minutes looked worse, and then by seventy minutes looked worse mm. because he's not fit. He's not fit. There's no way that he can contest that, and I I do not understand the logic of dropping Lakonga for him. I, I yeah it. It's the lineup is fine, other than Xhaka. Jack, it's there's not even he's not even been in full training for what a week, and he's back in the starting lineup. It makes it makes no, but it makes no sense because he's not match fit and he's not match ready. There's no way that the he was that that he's ready, and this is a decision that played a massive part in losing us the game today. You know, like he himself had a pass accuracy of 79%. Jordan Pickford's is at 60%. He's 90, like, and he's hoofing it long most of the time. Yep. Like, it's, oh, it's... Pumping it long. Um, another thing to add to Arteta's list, so someone can just start writing this down. Again, in-game management, it's the it's the Saka stuff. I think he, he he's so targeted. I think it was five fouls he got in in the match. You know, he's getting clattered left, right, and center. Where is the leadership on the pitch speaking to Mike Dean? Where is the leadership going? This cannot continue. You have to protect this player. Saka's getting kicked out of the game, and it's happened before. This is the thing. It's not new. None of this is new. If this happened once, you go, okay, annoying. Hope we're a bit smarter next time. If we go out there again and Saka gets targeted again, where's Lacazette? Where's Xhaka? Where's Party stepping in? Where's Arteta speaking in the fourth official's ear? If that happens again, you need to sort something out, and nothing you can do. But you know what I mean? Like you need to see that passion. And this is the frustration that I don't feel as though we 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 are smart on those things. And actually, weirdly, on the Xhaka thing, I I enjoyed having Xhaka back tonight, not because of his footballing ability, but because of things like when he gets fouled, he grabs the ball. Because of things like when the offside happens for the first goal, his hands in the air. He's already calling it. He's got a bit of experience. He's got that Premier League experience, which is useful in some ways. He limits us in others, and I'm and I'm not saying I want him in the team. But that stood out like a sore thumb because I think we missed that. And and yes, that's part of a young team. But those who do have it, the Jacques, the Lacazettes, the parties, the at this point, Arteta, you know, how many years is he into his Premier League journey now? We've got to start showing some of that experience. The irony being that first goal that's been chalked as offside is an offside. The line it. that they draw, they line that the line that they draw isn't on his foot. As in, Richarlison is onside. 
they should have gone one nil up. Yeah, we 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 got we got lucky. And and let's discuss a couple of the ma- major incidents because it does piss me off that we we have to concede a goal to 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 lighten up. I mean, that first forty five, honestly, man, I was snoozing, snoozing, like it, it, seriously, like. <laughs> And we're just so slow, so predictable, just tick it, knock it out to the left-hand side, whatever. Ramsdale consistently kicking it out to the left. I mean, fine, but switch it up, please. And the Tomiyasu incident, mate, I mean... But that's, that's, that's coaching. That's the plan. Knock it out to the left. There's no extra plan. And this is, this has been one of my biggest gripes and main issues with Arteta's tenure. There's no second plan. Mikel Arteta is basically playing the kind of football Benitez played at Newcastle, just with better players. Genuinely, I see I see barely any difference. There's occasional interplay from very talented players, and then him shouting at them to push up the pitch. And look, whatever your opinions are on that situation, whether it's an I don't understand it. I don't understand how these situations keep happening if he obviously has an issue with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I... I, but I let's, yeah. The Tommy Asu incident. It's a red card. It just is. It's the most stonewall red card you'll see. He kicks him in the face. And Literally f- kicks him in the face. To be fair, to, to add, to, to sort of take this opportunity, well, to defend Arsenal for about 20 seconds... No Smith Road does slow us down. We were unlucky on no, that Tomiyasu thing sorry. because he. And, and we don't need hundred percent of our players fit. Not even twenty no. seconds. No, no, I'm just. No, I'm not just, even Brad, twenty Brad, Brad, seconds. Brad, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, in no, terms but of, there's no. Okay, term, listen. I understand. Let, no, no, no. I have a point. I have a point. I <laughs> understand what you're saying. You don't know no, what you're doing. Your point to. is you, no, no, no. But I'm, I'm replying to the point about um, no Smith Road does slow us down. I, I understand that, and I agree. We should not need every single player fit and firing to be able to beat this Everton team. No, we shouldn't. That's not what I said. They're honking. That's not what I said. No, but as in in to defend, it's the same thing as to to almost to excuse what there's no need for it. We don't need, like we shouldn't need Smith Rowe fit to win this football match. And even to use that as a defense for the way we played tonight shifts the blame from where it should be. And that is the manager. I'm not saying we need a Smith Rowe to win the game tonight. I'm just saying, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that not having Smith Rowe meant that our game was slow because when we look, we look at us with and without Smith Rowe, we are a lot slower. We are a lot more predictable because he does create those overloads and because he does drop into the spaces and because he does, he does have that get it forward kind of mindset and he progresses the ball. So it, it's no kind of, you know, no kind of, what's the word? Um, coincidence and also I do think we were a bit unlucky with the Tommy Asu incident I think you know Neville says at half time as a professional that's definite 100% he means that um, and I think there was some poor poor refereeing but that is the end of the mm-hmm. the, the, the defence because after that I mean the Richarlison header we get away with one um, I mean you look you know the 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 with the offsides like something, something actually Gary Neville says as well is offsides will always be a toe because it, it's a binary thing. You're either offside or you're onside. And ultimately, you could be 50 yards offside or a toenail offside. You're still offside. So I, I, I think using it as a kind of, you know, oh, fucking hell, you know, Arsenal again, fair enough. But he was offside. Ultimately, he was. But it does show that, you know, the moment with the goal, the goal goes in, why, why do we then respond? Why do we then quicken up the tempo? Because surely beforehand we're going... Hang on, we've seen this movie a hundred million times. We know what's going to happen. We're going to waste forty minutes knocking it about and not being clinical enough, and not 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 making any kind of risks, not getting any men forward, and it will happen again. and And I think it kind of bears out with the Tommy Asu incident, things like that, because in football things just even out in the very end, you know, over seasons and seasons. And tonight we saw it. You know, he should have had a red, but also we got lucky with the offside. So. And we also, we, yeah, we got lucky with that first offside because he's not offside. The second one, he is offside. But then, you know, we talk about luck. We, whatever we think of the goal, and I, I think it's karma for De Gea um, in that last game. We did score a goal when their goalkeeper was down injured and and it was allowed to stand. Mm. Like, mm. that's 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 luck. We're, we, we were lucky that he didn't blow his whistle half a second earlier and that meant that we took a 1-0 lead in the game we threw it away but that's still a moment of luck that other teams will not get Arsenal 
have been unlucky with a lot of red card decisions, um, especially this season. Mane should have seen red, I think, against us. Uh, Godfrey tonight. But we have had our fair share of luck. You know, we took three points against Norwich with that bundled goal. And I just, I'm past, do you know what? It gets past the point, it gets to the point where you have to start noticing the patterns in what you're saying. And if Arsenal are constantly unlucky, that is our own fault. It is our own fault. You make your own luck. Carlos Cuesta's own words, the coach for Arsenal, you make your own luck. And in certain situations like that Damari Gray screamer, which is just a bit unlucky that it's hit that side of the post and gone in, you know, you make your own luck by not allowing that to happen. And well, yeah, I mean, we're it, just not, we just aren't good enough. And it's not even that we aren't good enough for the last six months. You know, we aren't, we aren't good enough for two years worth of work. If, if you're talking about two years worth of work, day in, day out, this is your day job. This is nowhere near the level that you should be after two years worth of work. Nowhere near the level. And that is a big reason why I am done. Because I can't, you can't, I don't think there's any retort to that. I don't think there's any defense of that. You know, it's his decision to get out the players that he got out and bring in the players that he's gotten in. Even with the players that he's gotten in, he's playing no real better, like statistically, than the players that he kicked out in the first place. So we could have saved ourselves 150 million quid in the summer, played with the same players and basically got the same results. The players are better, but this is why we now have to look at the manager. Yeah, because the players are better and we're playing the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, and on the fine margins thing, I mean... I think I think you can argue the toss over a fine margin or two or three in a game, but ultimately over a season, if all the fine margins aren't going your way, I do agree. I think I think ultimately you got you got to look at that and consider why that's happening, and you know consider for example, let, let's take you know their second goal for example, Granite Xhaka has put in a stupid foul about ten fifteen minutes earlier. He's on a yellow, so he can't get close to Gomez. Gomez gets forward. No one closes down grey and it goes in. Now the fine margin is yes, it just it just goes in in that far post and oh god, you know if it gone on the other side of the post and well actually, but ultimately all the fine margins add up and in the end some of those lead back to mistakes and lead back to errors and and things that are human are human and and that happen but that can't be allowed to continue to by the management structure and that and that's what's going on. Um, you know, two touches in the opposition penalty box. I mean, fuck in the first me. forty-five minutes, it's, it's and I think one thing bad. that we always it's come bad. back to, and I always come back to, about this kind of conversation and whether you should get the manager out and, and this kind of merry-go-round. You have to look at the situations at other clubs. Ranić is there for six months, and then they're going to try and hire a top coach. Get in there early. You can't allow, because United and Arsenal will be looking for a similar profile of manager, like stylistically, I think. Well, all top teams um, will, you know, hopefully young coach plays out from the back, plays attractive, keeps, mm. you know, defends well. Like, yeah. you know, it's all the base, it's all the same really, isn't yeah. it? Kind of, yeah. I, uh, I mean, there's difference in like whether you gay and press. or it's difference in how you just, get there, but, yeah. you know, there's, you want winners. The, yeah, 100%. But we have to look at other clubs and their situations and we have to learn from them and we have to go, okay, well, Spurs have just sacked a manager who was obviously not right for them, have got another manager where it's probably going to blow up in the next two years, but they'll have a fun ride. I still think that they, they won't win anything, but they might get some Champions League football. We need a change. We do need a change because we will start to lose out on the people that will actually make us better. Um, we will end up with people basically at the same level. One of the whole reasons that I've said over the last couple of episodes that we shouldn't sack Arteta is I'm going, who could we get? I think I'm now past that and I'm going, you have to try. You have to throw, ev- you have to throw the kitchen sink at Ten Hag. And if he doesn't accept, okay, you go to Potter and throw the kitchen sink at Potter. And if he doesn't accept, you go to Julian Marsh. Okay, had a poor time at Leipzig. Get him in as an interim for six months. And maybe Ten Hag doesn't want to come until the end of the season. Have an agreement in place. Sort something out. Because there is something wrong. 
And there has been something wrong on and off for the entire time that Mikel Arteta has been in charge. And the only common denominator is Mikel Arteta. You know, there was issues with the first set of players that he took over. So he got rid of some of them and brought some more after his first six months. Then there were issues with the players that he brought in. So, okay, we let him get rid of Ozil on a free. And we let rid, we let him get, like, massively restructure the squad. And, you know, now we've done that again. And we've signed more players. And there is still an issue at the club when it comes to the football. The only person that is still there is Mikel Arteta. It's no longer that we can blame it on an old crop of players. It's no longer that we can blame it on kind of old setups still looming over because we have new people in place. We've sacked Sanyehi. We've sacked Husfami. We've sacked Mislintat. We've sacked all of these people. Well, we had a conversation earlier about points of failure. It's very clear where the point of failure is. And it's the only common denominator over everything wrong that's been going at Arsenal. As in, he's the only one that's been in place through each of those different things. Now, while I'm not laying 100% of the blame at him for those different things, it has to be noted that he is the one common factor that is constantly cropping up where there are issues. Yeah. You have to sort something after that. I, 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 I struggle to see where we move from here. The fact that we couldn't even... We look average no matter who we play against every team. There's, I can't tell how good this Arsenal team are. I really can't. I don't know whether we're playing good football or not because we look average against Norwich. We looked, we looked good for about half an hour against Spurs and then we looked average. We looked great for about 20 minutes against Leicester and then we looked average. And how much of that is individual brilliance? And then we're just playing average football. And so many people are saying it. With the way that we're playing, it will just be another season of eighth. This season is still salvageable. It's still so salvageable. Europa League football is still on a plate for us. We could still get it. We just have to make decisions because do we allow another season of being outside of European competition, not being able to sign people who want to be in any form of European competition for a manager who seems like he's reached his ceiling? He might be a great manager in five, 10 years. He's not a great manager now. And that's that's what we need. We have we really have the stru- the pieces in place for a good project. Ben White, Gabriel, and Saliba are three brilliant young centre backs who could form a, a rotating triumvirate and be brilliant together. Tommy Asu, a great pickup, having the backup of Tierney and Tavares on the left-hand side. Brilliant. Party is a great midfielder about two years ago and could still have the ability to be a great midfielder again. We can't waste that much potential on a manager we don't know if they're going to be able to do it and has proved to current that he can't do it. We wasted a lot of time with other managers. We wasted a lot of time with Emery. Emery should have gone after Baku. I don't think we wasted time with Wenger, but we treated Wenger like we'd wasted 22 years with him. I don't understand the level of security and respect this 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 man and safety this man seems to get from so many fans and from so much of the hierarchy. What's he proved as a manager? We're so far away from that FA Cup run now that what Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree, mate. And I think you, you said at the very beginning, something has to change. <clears throat> and I look through the rest of my notes and I go, you know, I, I look at a note like, we need a star. Okay, well, whose responsibility is it to get us one? Who's had two transfer windows to buy one? Who spent 150 million? And, you know, I'm not saying those acquisitions were poor. They're great acquisitions. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying... When we look at the problems in our team, when we're one one, when we're one one at Goodison Park, we've got twenty minutes to go, and we need an Alexis Sanchez, we need a Robin van Persie. Who do we turn to? We haven't got that person. Eddie and yeah, we, we haven't got that person. person. And spend fifty million on Ben White though. And again, the problem is, is 
I rate that signing. I rate that signing and, 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 I, and, mm-hmm. I, and I back that signing. But the problem is, is what do we need? What did we need? What was the most important thing? What was top of our list? And it was a striker. Well, central well, midfielder. Think, but, and we got but, neither. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like that Aubameyang finish at the end just feels like the, the punctuation mark on on a really disappointing evening. And I'm looking through this, you know, things like the Nuno sub. I'm like, what fucking galaxy brain shit are you doing, man? What are you doing? Tierney's been sat down for fucking what feels like three months at this point. What What are you doing? You know, he's he's fit. He's he's not played. He's got us the assist. What what are you doing? And and if I... The, the thing is, mate, we're not professional football coaches. I don't have my UEFA licences. So maybe there's something about Nuno Tavares and the ability, I'm conjecturing here, that he can run inside and he thinks that's going to free up party and that's going to... Someone can probably explain it to me very clearly. Ultimately, those things don't work week in, week out. They don't. So... So, you know, as fans, we have to call that out. We have to go, well, there's something going on here. And 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 I think your, your point about point of failure is, you know, I, I've, I've, I've had a whole diatribe about the Man United structure recently. You know, they're directors of football and their football negotiations and their technical directors, you know, all these people, all these points of failure. And we're at the other end of the spectrum when we've got two. We've got Edu, who seems to have done his, done his job in the summer. And we've got Arteta, who isn't doing his job at the moment. And and uh, yeah, and I think it only comes back to what you said, mate. Something has to change. Now, some people will say that's the manager. Some people will say that's the players. Some people will say that's the uh, the, the formation. Some people will say that's the tactics. Whatever you, how we can whatever say you, it's the players. Whatever you think it is. Well, no, what exactly? But but whatever you think it is, whatever your your yeah. opinion is, there is a constant though. There is a constant, and that does not. And as I say, it does not reduce what this guy has done. It does not mean that. The, uh, the squad building work he's done is great, but a lot of that is off the pitch, bringing the people back together after a fractious period under Unai Emery. That's great. And, and uh, you know, thinking about it now, after a, after a big defeat, maybe this is kind of colouring my thoughts, but I think most most top managers could have come, come in and done that, or most decent, half-decent managers could have come in and reunited a group of people. I don't think it's that hard. You know, basically go, come on, boys, let's get it together. A lot of managers would come in and get as high in the table. So I'm seeing... I'm seeing foundations. I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing improvements in many, many different areas. But the most important, the most important right now, is games like this against the Man Uniteds, against the Evertons, and we're failing in them. Mm-hmm. And that's that is the end of the sentence. That there's no there's no caveats to that. That that is happening. So what do we do? Any positives from this evening? Um, wait, sorry, just to scale back on one of your points, you know, about bringing players in and bringing players back on side. He didn't, he wasn't a hundred percent successful with that either. You know, whatever I, I'm very glad Matteo Guendouzi is not at this football club anymore. I think he's a pain in the ass, but he definitely is better than, or at least a more progressive footballer than somebody like Mohamed El Nenny. And yeah, if you I mean, could have gotten him back on... No, but as in, that that's a point where he's failed. This kid was was talked about as going to fucking PSG for 60 million euros. I, 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 dis- like, I disagree on that. I disagree on that. I, I think I think Guendouzi's got to go. I, I don't think he's disciplined enough. But, but, well, I've, but I've, I've, I mean, I've just said, I've just said that. I don't, no, I'm no, I mean, very, very glad that he's I mean, not at the, the football club. I mean, on the yeah, pitch. Yeah. Um, for me, but uh, I, it's still, but, but it's still like, an asset that's look, destroyed. Is, in terms Bringing of, on Nketiah, who is, who is leaving... Who is leaving instead of Pepe? In terms of changing the culture, I think I think he's done the, the right moves. I, what my point was is, could other managers have done that? I think there's an argument that there is there is possibly other managers who could have done the same job, but he has changed the culture and he has a lot. What I feel aligned Arsenal values a little bit a little bit better. But I, I take your point. But I just you know I, I'm I'm now looking at this going the the you know we can be thankful for Arteta for the work he's done, but also appreciate that there is a a limit to what this man can do. Now, I don't agree with you in terms of what you said about, oh, well, actually, there shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't think about, you know, what is available. I think we really should. We should be really careful about what's available. I agree with you. We should go all out for it. If we can't get it, we can't get it. But we should be careful. But we really need to, there needs to be high level conversations between Vinay, between Richard Garlick, between Edu, 
Um, and the problem is they kind of handcuffed themselves because Arteta should be in those conversations because he's the manager, but he's, you know, he should have stayed head coach, but anyway, or maybe he shouldn't, whatever, it's up to you to decide, but he's probably going to want to be in those conversations with Josh going, look, this is happening. We've re- look at the underlying statistics, look at what's going on, look at how he's handled the situation with Nicola Pepe. <sighs> you know, I, I, that's another one that I go, I don't know. He, he, surely Arteta can see how rigid his team is. And if you don't like the chaos of Nicola Pepe, that is fine. But when you need chaos, like you bring on Nuno Tavares, bring on Pepe. I don't get it. I don't get it. But look, uh, yeah, let's 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 try and finish on about any positives this evening, <laughs> any at all. Um, I quite like Mike Dean's no to Lacazette. It's very it's very no year nine, wasn't it? It's sort of. Uh, I like stupid. I face. think the finish by Erdegaard is is brilliant. yeah good finish. Um, but other, no, like there, there isn't there, the, the sad thing about it. There are no positives to a result like this and to a game like this, because when now in a situation where that world class moment didn't get us out of jail, we there there just are there's no, there's nothing there's no glowing review of a player there's no there's no final anecdote or adage that we can end on to put this in a positive light because it's in it's in no way positive in in previous poor results like the Liverpool game there have been positives where we could go at the end of the game okay look we had a shit second half and our young players made mistakes but you know we will see a reaction from those young players and we saw it against Newcastle but then that was made completely irrelevant by this manager who instantly took Lokonga, who had the best reaction to his mistakes out for Elneny and then for Xhaka. And our manager was repaid with a performance by Xhaka, not, I don't think because of his ability, but purely because of his fitness levels, where he gets himself a stupid early yellow card then can't get close enough and we concede the second goal, you know? I, 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 there is not a positive to finish on and I, it's sad it's sad it's a good save from Ramsdale at the end yeah to deny yeah it? and the save before the header for the, for the second disallowed goal is, is good tips it onto the bar and it, and it had been raining <laughs> well listen I hope Leno had a good time at Winter Wonderland um, mate the, when they were singing their own chant back at us what were they singing? We're by far the greatest team. Uh, we'll see you after this. News and views. Welcome front to views and news, where we give you all the views and all your news, but Osley Mars. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy these podcasts... Please bloody subscribe, turn on notifications, leave us a review, and you can support us on Patreon, where you get access to ad-free and filmed versions of the podcast for just £5 a month. You can <gasps> see my depression. Five you can pounds. see it. £5 a You can a see month the tears exit soul. my eyes. You can see the, the hatred. Uh, and You get to see time, my living room as well. That is true. My lovely Christmas tree. Oh, is it all Christmassy in your house? In the Adams, in the yeah. Adams family? Yep, is it good? Did it, did it. That can't be the first time you've heard that. Apologies. No. Nope. Um, nope. uh, and for one time support, head to buymeacoffee.com where you can... Buy me a coffee. The links are in the show description. Arsenal's worst five seasons after 15 games. This season, 23 points, 12, 13, 20 points, 94, 95, 21 points, 19, 20, 19 points, and 2021, 20, 19 points. So the last three seasons are the, our worst five starts are in the, to- in the top five after 15 games. Fucking hell. But hey, Brad, draw another stat. Only Brentford have hit the woodwork more often than Arsenal this season. Nine times for them, eight times for us. So it's the woodwork this after us, mate. It's not us. It's not our fault. A uh, couple of things for news and views. I didn't tweet anything today because I was too annoyed. So I haven't got any views really. But um, uh, what I do have is a couple of things. Firstly, I want to play this from Troops, which you sent me earlier, which I'm fuming about. I'll, I'll 
get this. Arteta has a problem with Emery signings, and the next, the, the next victim it looks it's like is Kieran Tierney. Abamyang was a Wenger signing. He's cool with Wenger signings. All the Emery man have been fucking just dashware. Yeah. Pepe dashware. He bads up Martinelli. He sold. He, he sends. Guendouzi get sell out. Uh, Saliba get dashware. Yeah. Torreira get dashware. Tierney's been dropped now. Yeah. He was injured, but now it looks like he's dropped. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? He's gone with Nun Tavaj. I'm happy with Tavaj. Mm -hmm. But Tierney's become another victim. Leno. Mm -hmm. He's gone. Socrates. Papa sold. Yep. All the Emery man. Can I, can I take this? Can I take this? Yeah. Yeah. Two things. I hate when people are selective about who they pronounce. Nun Tavaj, and then you say Wenger. What? <laughs> If you're going to pronounce the name, pronounce the name. <laughs> Don't have to do it. Right. This got me seething. Brad sent me to this earlier. I was fuming. I, okay. Look. Firstly, do not do not try and convince me that all of those players are in the same boat. Kieran Tierney literally played this evening. And if you can't spot the pattern of Guardiola and Arteta sitting players down for a couple of weeks to kind of, I don't know what it is, and the Guardiola's situations tend to work in Arteta's, they don't, but it happens in both of them, that kind of style of management, and other managers do it, it's called a loss of form, it happens, players sit down, that's what happens, and they come back, that's, that's how football works. The second thing, you are, troops, the exact same person who would sit there on a podcast like that and go like this, yeah, the recruitment's been awful, you know, and name all of those players that you named. This is one of my frustrations with Arsenal fans. You can't have it both ways. You can't one way say that you are annoyed about the recruitment and say how bad the recruitment is. And on the other hand, when you get rid of those bad players, complain that they have been mugged off. You literally can't have it both ways. I was so annoyed. <laughs> I also think that there's like zero argument for some of these players to be in the team. Complete bollocks. The Saliba one, right. There is, and Martinelli, both of those, there is tangible physical evidence online, search Arteta Saliba quotes or whatever you want to do, and he says Saliba will have an important role. Edu says he's going to have an important role moving forward. We want him in the team. Martinelli, there's a press conference last year where Arteta's being questioned about Martinelli, and he says, I love Gabby more than all of you put together, or something like that. He, his time will come. If you watch how he manages young players, it happens. So this is not even true. If you're annoyed that Socrates Papastathopoulos no longer plays for Arsenal, you're supporting... You're, you, this is the wrong sport for you, my friend. Yeah, Go chat like, to golf or them, man, as you would say. It's also like, I think there is one player out of, the, uh, of all that he mentioned that would improve us right now. Maybe Torreira. As in, Maybe. would start over El Neni. Yeah. And yep. would be a good option to have during the AFCON months. But yep. like, everyone else, what the fuck are you talking about? It's just really frustrating me because it's, it's so like, it's so ridiculous. Maybe we shouldn't be giving troops at a time, but whatever. Um, He's the, the fakest thing. Arsenal fan I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Also, from, I think that, Brad. Brad's actually a Chelsea fan. He puts his mate. All it's the same. F never, never <laughs> sully, never, ever sully my name with that club in a sentence ever again. It's all fake, ladies and gents. It's all fake, Brad. This I, is a green I, honestly. I, I'm I, talking I, to I an actually, AI. <laughs> I can't tell you how much that angered me for about three seconds before I realised you were trying to just get to me. I, I saw red. I, I really did. Um, We're both projecting. If you can't tell, like, I, fucking, I fucking hate Chelsea. Um, it's just stupid, isn't it? Like, what are you doing? Stupid, mate. Stupid. And also, uh, the fucking clip that, like, I, listen, I understand AFTV's place in in making media and making money and whatever, right? They had United fans on AFTV after the United match and were laughing along with them as they sang the Ronaldo song. These people aren't Arsenal fans. They don't. They don't care. They don't. I'm sorry. After mm. if anyone had tried to talk about fucking Cristiano Ronaldo and how amazing he is after that United game, but I told him to fuck off. I think I the did. Fact that that. I think you did tell me to fuck off. The thing, yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that literally, not even thirty minutes after the whistle's blown, they're 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 laughing and joking and singing songs with the fucking United fans makes me feel sick. Like it actually, like it really does. Because it's not, that's not what, what United are Arsenal's biggest rival. Fuck Tottenham, they're non-existent. Chelsea's only existed since 2005. Like 
that Arsenal-United rivalry ruined my childhood. I will never be singing songs with them or laughing along with them as they sing Viva Ronaldo songs. Sometimes, Brad, I wish I knew what it was like in your head. I'd love to like, like have like a sort of a half an hour just like being you. I don't just... think you would, mate. Tell you what, mate, you were bloody good at five aside today. Oh, mate. I had a bit of a stinker, to be fair. I had a bit of a stinker. I, well, I, don't, I don't think you did. I think it's... It's the spaces because we were playing six aside, weren't we? Rather than five yeah. this week, yeah. Just you just get closed down so quickly, yeah. And I just like I don't, I don't care enough. <laughs> it's partly yeah. my problem. Like I sort of just want to get the ball, lay it off, have a shot, go home. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't, there's some people who just really care, and I'm like, well, you know, it's not the end of the world. We're not going to mention him. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, other news Arsenal news let's go back to Arsenal not our fucking five-a-side bollocks Um, following Balogun is going to be allowed to leave on loan according to David Ornstein Um, I think that was kind of presumed but uh, at least it's come out from a reliable source Um, I hope it's a championship club top of the championship bottom of the Premier League I I don't know where he goes I I hope it's not abroad is what I'd say because I think the thing that Balogun is missing is men like proper sort of, you know, stoke away type games. Um, uh, I think he's missing that. Don't, what, what are you laughing at me? Fucking stoke away, Tony Pulis ball. Who's their manager now? I bet they play. We're going we're gonna to see a clip soon, mate, of like Stoke playing out from the back. I remember watching a clip of Barnsley doing like some lovely Guardiola ball. I saw one of QPR. It's, it, honestly, mate, it's, it's all changing. It's all changing. The game's, the game's gone. Actually, there's a brilliant clip. Another thing to recommend. There's a brilliant clip of Steven Gerrard talking about um, Jamie Carragher asking about like, oh, you know, how do you think management, uh, management, uh, sorry, the players have changed since you came into management, since you were a player, you know, do you think, you know, is the dressing room different? And he says, well, yeah, it is, but it's on me to adapt. Like what? Like, and I think it's such a, I'd never heard it framed in that way. Because I think a lot of the time you hear ex-sportsmen being like, yeah, you know, the game's changed or oh, they're all on the phones or on social media or whatever. And Gerald's like, well, it's, it's on me. That's my job to adapt to That's actually what you're paid millions of pounds for. Talk to them and not just be like, oh, oh, on TikTok again, are you? So shut mm. up. There's um, also a brilliant clip by John Terry um, about uh, about pretty much about this in a way, going in and being very much a, a kind of hard man coach and learning from Dean Smith. Uh, it, it's never mentioned what player is talking about, but player not having a good time on the pitch and, and not having a good time in training. And and Terry's in charge of like helping him drill and stuff. And he goes to talk to Dean about it. Um, and Dean says, well, have you asked him about his home life? Uh, and it turns out his home life was really, was really not good at the time. And he was just going through some shit. And then as soon as the club helped him through that, he hit form and started playing well. It's almost and, like we're all unified individuals. And we're human beings. You know? Almost. Um, yeah, no, it's it's so true. And and I think like <laughs> men, sorry, I, I do find stories about like men discovering that other men have feelings quite funny. Sorry, it's just it's just one of my favourites. Uh, but yeah, someone like John Terry, I mean, you know, probably in a kind of, a kind of, he's gone through that, that, that period of time where it was that or die, you know, and, and he's come out the other side, obviously, you know, kind of alpha energy, but then, and, and, and having to adapt to that, fair play to him. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's 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 found that eye opening, and and I'm sure we would, you know, if we, fucking hell, imagine us stepping back twenty years, you know, we'd be fucking mullered. Um, so yeah, you know, it's uh, times change. Um, recommendation: something Brad and I sent to each other exactly the same time this afternoon was a Grace Robertson uh, piece on Arsenal, uh, just about how what a weird team we are, whether we've improved in certain areas. If you take out the outliers of the Liverpool City and Chelsea game, what happens? Tiny bit of improvement. One thing she did say, which was interesting and, and, and we have noted before on the pod, like about Arsenal's press. And I mean, if Arsenal were going to be a pressing team, we'd be we'd it by now. Yeah. Surely. So looks like we're not. We, and Newcastle are the only team worse at pressing than us, statistically, apparently. According to yeah. And, and as I said last uh, podcast, like if that if that is our way and we're winning with it, I don't mind. But then, it, but then, if you put it in context of like, well, the t- the, who are the teams that press the most? Liverpool, City, and Chelsea. And you're like, right. So to be successful, you've got to press. You have to and press. We're not pressing. <laughs> it's like, 
we've got to learn from this that like we can't just think we're going to be some mad statistical outlier we're down there with you know Watford and Newcastle so um, yeah it's a really interesting read uh, go have a look at it the final thing Brad I want to mention was there was a uh, piece from Demasio talking about Dejan Dejan Kulisevsky um, and we had a, what I thought was a very interesting conversation about it so I just want to bring that onto the pod quickly because he's a very interesting player. Uh, reports that Arsenal have made contact with him. If you don't know him, he's a 21-year-old uh, left-footed Swedish sort of forward midfielder. Um, plays for Juventus. Uh, I think he came he's a bit from of a right Palmer. winger, which is the issue. Yeah, came from Palmer. Um, and his stats are interesting. I'm, I'm on his FB ref now. He's high for expected assists. He gets a lot of touch in the attacking penalty area. Um, sort of pressure uh, um, profiles a little bit like Saka in a way. Um, Progressive passes received a lot of the time. Um, he presses a lot more than than many of our players. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think we all, as fans, try and put players who are linked to us in a kind of dream lineup. And I wonder whether the kind of the the, the formation of squads is changing because you need different profiles. And it's whether you fit into, for example, if you're a sort of a Klopp style where people fit into that specific system that he plays, which he adapts slightly every so, every so often, but you sort of fit into that. Or do you have a number of different profiles who can all sort of fulfill a different thing, which I suppose is more of the Guardiola type type thing. You have a number of different people who all have, you know, variations on a, on, on a theme, but all have specific strengths. So you have, you know, Amaro's at right wing is different from a Foden at right wing. So... I don't know. I think Kulisevsky is an interesting one. Um, I don't hate it as a deal. I think he's, you know, good price and stuff. Also has a skill set that I'm not sure is massively, um, is is a massive thing that we have at Arsenal at the moment. So not against it. But how much of, well, how much of that is is the system? You know, his pressing numbers will go down when he comes to Arsenal because we don't press. Yeah, exactly. You know, so we're talking about a profile that in the Arsenal squad won't exist at points. Um, well, you've reminded me we're bad, Brad. I was having fun in news uh, and views. Yeah, you were, you were. Um, I've got to end that for you. Got to end it very quickly. Uh, <laughs> I, the, the only issue I have with it is he's left-footed. We have far too many left-footed players. We would be able to field a squad of Saka on the left, a guard in the middle, and then him on the right, and we'd have three left. I, 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 I think we have too many left-footers, and we're cutting off too many channels if we sign another one and whilst you say, okay, well maybe he plays and and Saka doesn't, you want there to be a distinct difference. And for that to happen, you need the opposite foot. If it's a loan with an option to buy, I think for January, it's fine. It's a good deal because you don't have to excise that option. But if it's anything more than that, I think it's, it's silly. I really do. Just because of the, the genuinely just because he's left footed. And that might sound madness because no, obviously no, he, might not, it's fair. he might not be playing with both Erdegaard and Saka at any point. But you want different players in different positions with different profiles for, for different reasons. And we can find somebody with Kulisevsky's profile who's right-footed. Just takes a bit of work to look for it. Yeah. And I think that's that would be m- more fruitful for the squad as a whole. Depends what we're looking for. And I, and I mean, Also, the, thing, the sad thing about it is things might change because mm. this is one manager's targets. Yeah, you know? no, so true. We, we're, we're having this conversation post me saying I'm done and you saying you're about two or three games from being it. You know, if he goes within the next two games, we're having completely different conversations. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably just, you know, hearing names and go, oh, what do you think of this? But I don't hate it. But yeah, again, I, I do agree the left foot thing is an issue. I also, I just have no idea where he wants him. Like, does he want him as one of the eights or something? Or in in, in in his kind of ideal system? If it's his ideal system, why don't you just play it? Like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm at a loss, but I feel like that is because we lost this evening. Uh, oh, good bloody, good bloody fucking, what's the word? I've completely lost it. Um, transition. That was like a good bit of podcasting and then one of the worst bits I've ever done. Right, Brad, we've just got time. A little bit of Arsenal trivia. <laughs> Do you know what I'm having to do right now? I'm ha- I'm not I'm I'm having to block that fucking idiot. I'm not even going to say his Twitter handle. You know exactly oh. who I'm talking about. It. Don't uh, don't don't give him airspace. Don't give him anything because I can't take his bullshit anymore. I just can't. Is he saying it's all part of the process? 
This is five D chess from Arteta. He's trying to lose. Yeah, and he's just saying that um, that it's not a systemic issue. What about the system that you saw today was anything but fucking honking? I can't. I can't. We need to. Let's what get on to the trivia because I'm going to lose my head again. What season was Arsenal's 125th anniversary? I'm scared. Uh, I believe it was the 2012-2013 season. Oh, it was the 2011-2012 season. Was it? Oh, that's such a shame. That's such a shame. Your question for next week is, has Alex Awobi made more appearances for Everton or Arsenal? Has Alex Awobi made more appearances for Everton or Arsenal? Just for the viewers, is this in the Premier League or as a whole? This is in as a whole. As a whole, okay. This is as a whole. As a whole. We didn't have your word of the game, Brad. Do you want to close us out with that? Um, Make it a nice probably, one. It, it, it might be a bit depressing. No, go so, on. Make it a nice one. Um, Make it rainbows or bunnies. And that is my word of the day. Not a word. <laughs> I know. I know. Mm. Uh, I, I don't have one. I don't have one, mate. I don't have anything. Um, let's make my word of the day disappointment. Oh, I feel like I, I feel like you're my dad, and I've just given you a bad school report. You're gonna be all right, it's, mate, it's when not, we hang up. Should I should I, te- should I check on you a little bit later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shall we shall we just stop the recording? We'll have a we'll have a debrief and a chat, and then we can both go to bed. Uh, well, we hope it was therapeutic for you, as it was. It was it was therapeutic for me. Um, I mean, ultimately, we're on a rock in infinite space. It doesn't really matter. But but football is everything. Football is life. Thanks as always for listening. Keep it different, knock. And we will see you later. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com. Find us on Twitter at DiffKnock and visit our website, thedifferentknock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.